This is the Legal Hands to the Face podcast with Bill Calarulo. What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back to another Legal Hands to the Face podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Calarulo. A lot to talk about today on the podcast. DeAndre Hopkins, Buda Baker. I want to talk about the Eagles linebacker position if we're comfortable the safety position if we feel good about this defense going into 2023 and then like we do every week we'll take a look at a few players on the roster and what our expectations are for them this upcoming season but before we get into it guys just another reminder if you're not already following us on social media get over to all your favorite platforms instagram tiktok youtube facebook twitter give us a like give us a follow legal hands to the face And give us a share. The more Eagles fans we can reach, the better. And if you haven't already left a review on the podcast, that would mean a lot. Go down, leave a review. The more Eagles fans we can reach, the better. But let's jump right in. Memorial Day weekend, big news coming out of the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals release pro bowler, all pro wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. It was kind of expected in light of how big of a salary he had going into 2023. I think the Cardinals are in a rebuilding year. Interesting, they don't cut him with a post-June 1 designation, meaning they do not get to space out the cap hit. The dead cap hit that DeAndre Hopkins is going to have is going to be all in the 2023 salary cap for the Arizona Cardinals, kind of signaling that this is a tank year for the Cardinals. You know, Jonathan Gannon probably going to try to rebuild. It's interesting, though, are they going to waste a year of Kyler Murray? Are they going to move on from Kyler Murray at the end of the year? But they move on from Hopkins. They cut him before June 1st, so they'll absorb the entire dead cap hit in this season. Hopkins can still play, man. He's only 31 years old. He did have a PED suspension at the beginning of the year last year, so he only played in nine games. But in nine games for the Cardinals, he had over 60 catches and over 700 yards. If you project a 17-game season with those numbers, you're talking over 120 catches and over 1,300 receiving yards. This guy can play. In his 10-year career, he's gone over 1,000 yards in six seasons. The concerning thing with Hopkins, though, is this year, cut short because of the PED. The year before that, cut short because of injury. Prior to that, in his first eight seasons, he played 16 or 17 games every single year. He's not a guy who's been injury prone, but you hit that 30 years old, I know from experience, and everything starts to hurt. Your body becomes a little bit weaker. Does DeAndre Hopkins now start to get hurt? Well, I don't think it's going to be the Eagles problem because I can't imagine that they're going to bring in DeAndre Hopkins. You already have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Yes, they need an upgrade at the wide receiver three position, but DeAndre Hopkins is not asking for wide receiver three money. This guy is good enough that he's going to want wide receiver one money. And when the Arizona Cardinals, you know before they cut him, that they looked at trade partners. There's no doubt that they were going to try to trade him. No team wanted to trade for that contract. And his contract that he was under with the Cardinals paid him less than $20 million a year. So if no team wanted to pay him less than $20 million on a trade, and he's going to want big wide receiver one money, which it seems is being indicated he does, the Eagles are not going to be in play for him. I think the team to look out for is the Kansas City Chiefs. They do not have a clear-cut number one wide receiver. They lost TikTok boy Juju Smith-Schuster in free agency to the New England Patriots. And DeAndre Hopkins has said 
In addition to wanting to play with Jalen Carter, he obviously wants to play with Patrick Mahomes. I said Jalen Carter. With Jalen Hurts, too many Jalens on the Philadelphia Eagles. But Hopkins did say he would love to play for Jalen Hurts. He listed five quarterbacks. Of course, Mahomes was one of them. But two teams to look out for. One would be the Chiefs. I know they don't have a lot of salary cap room, but this is the NFL. They can do things. They can restructure guys. They can make cap space if they want it. And the other team would be the Buffalo Bills. And you may see either team trying to just get the player not only to help their team, but to hurt the other team. Because you know the Kansas City Chiefs, not only do they need DeAndre Hopkins on their offense, they don't want the Buffalo Bills to add a DeAndre Hopkins to that offense. But for us and for the Philadelphia Eagles, let's just hope Hopkins goes to the AFC and we don't have to see him until the Super Bowl. But moving on to another Arizona Cardinal player, Buda Baker. Now, I don't think Buda Baker is going to get released like Hopkins was, but Baker has demanded a trade. This guy is a Pro Bowl, All-Pro safety. He's made the Pro Bowl five times. He was a first-team All-Pro twice. He was a second-team All-Pro once. He's still only 27 years old, and he requested a trade back in April. The Cardinals have said they do not want to trade him. Now, when Buda Baker signed his contract extension a couple years ago, he was made the highest paid safety in the league, and he still makes good money. He brought This year, he's going to make $13.1 million. Next year, he's still under contract to make $14.2 million. The problem is none of that money is guaranteed, and if you're in the NFL, that is what you are shooting for is guaranteed money. You don't want the team to have total control to be able to release you at any point if you start to play poorly or if you get hurt. So Baker wants a guaranteed deal. As much as the Eagles need help at the safety position, I can't imagine them making a trade for a guy who wants a new contract, who's already making over $13 million a year. They didn't want to pay Chauncey Gardner-Johnson $6.5 million a year. Buda Baker's probably going to require double that. Now, the only way you could see him coming here is if he's willing to take less, maybe a put a lot of money up front. You know Howie Roseman gets creative with how he structures these contracts. And if he wants to come play for a contender, because Car- the Cardinals aren't going anywhere for a long time. If he wants to play for a contender and the Cardinals are interested in trading him, maybe the Eagles could be involved. But I would be shocked if that happened. But it doesn't mean they don't need safety help. I mean, at this point, they are going into the season with Terrell Edmonds, former starter in Pittsburgh. I like him. I think that was a nice below-the-radar move. They got him. They didn't have to spend big money. They got him on a one-year deal, but this is a guy who can still play, started all those games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the next safety position, kind of a question mark. Is it rookie? Well, free agent rookie last year. He's going to go into his second year, Reed Blankenship. Is it the rookie out of Illinois, Sidney Brown? Kavon Wallace, everyone's so hopeful that this guy's going to grow into that position. He hasn't been able to take that job. I have no confidence that he's going to be able to come in and play. So that safety position is a big question mark. You bring in a guy like Buda Baker, man, what does that do for your defense? I just can't imagine them paying him that much. But never count Howie Roseman out. I mean, last year when they brought in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, that was late in the season. Nobody expected that. Excuse me, not late in the season, late in the preseason. No one expected that to happen. So don't count Howie Roseman out. And that's the safety position. There's another position on that Eagles defense that has me concerned, and that is our linebacker position. 
The Eagles let both starters walk, TJ Edwards and Kazir White in free agency. I've said in the past, I was okay with them letting Kazir White walk. I don't think he played that great towards the end of the season, but I thought TJ Edwards was a lot better than people gave him credit for. This is a guy who played over 94% of the defensive snaps. He was in the top seven of the NFL for tackles. He led the Eagles in tackles. He was the leader on that defense. They let him walk. Those are big shoes to fill. And there's a guy that everyone's hopeful is going to fill those shoes, and that's linebacker Nakobe Dean. We are still living off of what he did at Georgia, and there's no denying that he was an absolute beast for the Georgia Bulldogs a couple years ago. He was the leader of that record-setting national championship defense. But we've only seen him play 34 NFL snaps. Everyone say, oh, he looked great. He only played 34 defensive snaps. So we do not know what we're getting this coming season with N'Kobe Dean. They do bring in Nicholas Morrow from Chicago. I like that move. But outside of Morrow, a lot of question marks. If N'Kobe Dean isn't ready and he can't play at the NFL level, we are in a lot of trouble. Now, I will say I'm confident he can. If you watched him at Georgia going against that SEC, which is essentially pro-level talent, he dominated. He absolutely dominated with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter in front of him. So that's a good plus as well. He's got experience. He's got Nolan Smith on the edge, who he's played with as well. But is N'Kobe Dean ready? He better be, because if the Eagles don't make any moves at that linebacker position, Dean has to be your guy. But I'm curious, if you guys are following on social media, what do you guys think? Is N'Kobe Dean ready to step up and lead this defense and be the starting linebacker that the Philadelphia Eagles need? Well, guys, this is the time in the show where I always like to look at various players going into this season. We flip-flop between offense and defense, and we look at some random players and what we can expect from them. And there's a guy that I don't know what we're going to get this year, and that's Boston Scott running back. He was a sixth-round pick of the New Orleans Saints in 2018 out of Louisiana Tech. The Saints put him on their practice squad. A great move by Howie Roseman, signing him off the Saints practice squad back in 2018. But what's crazy is in five seasons, he only has 992 rushing yards and 500 receiving yards. It seems like this guy has done so much more for the Eagles. And the reason why is he's got 14 regular season touchdowns and three more in the playoffs. It's amazing for a guy who has less than 1,000 career rushing yards and only 500 receiving yards, he has 17 total touchdowns. And we know probably half of those came against the New York Giants, Boston Scott, the giant killer. But what can we expect out of Boston Scott this year? The Eagles bring him back, team-friendly deal. They're only giving him $1.85 million. If they cut him, which I don't think that they would do, but if they did, he only has a million-dollar dead cap hit. But what can you expect? That is a very crowded running back room this year. They bring in Rashad Penny. They make the trade for DeAndre Swift. They still have Kenny Gainwell. They have Trey Sermon, and they have Boston Scott. I think the odd man out in that group is probably going to be Trey Sermon. But the only reason I say probably is because he's the biggest back out of all of them. You look at Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell and DeAndre Swift, smaller running backs. Rashad Penny has some size, but we know he has a problem staying healthy. 
do they keep a Trey Sermon to have a little bit of size in that running back room, or are they okay with Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, and DeAndre Swift, who are on the smaller side? You don't know. I mean, one of the things that I always thought you were going to be able to get from Boston Scott, he looks so much like Darren Sproles. You thought he was going to help out a lot in the receiving game. It just hasn't happened. In five years, only 62 catches. He doesn't catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. But it seems that whenever you need him to step in, when other running backs get hurt, Boston Scott comes up big, comes up when you need him the most. So I would love to keep this guy on the roster, even if he doesn't dress on game days, even if he's just a security blanket in case one of your running backs go down. You keep Boston Scott around. He's not costing you a lot of money. And you know if, God forbid, one of your running backs goes down, Boston Scott can step in and play. And guys, if you're following on social media, what do you think? What are your expectations for Boston Scott this season? Jumping over to the defensive side of the ball, and this is a guy who, if he could stay healthy, is an all-pro corner. And that's cornerback Avante Maddox. Eagles drafted him in 2018 in the fourth round out of Pittsburgh. The problem with Maddox is when he's on the field, he's one of the best slot corners in the NFL, but he can't stay on the field. In five seasons with the Eagles, he's averaging 12 games a year, but he's only played more than 13 games one time, and that was in 2021. It's always little injuries, different injuries every year that are keeping him off the field, and he is by far the best slot corner on this team. He did sign a contract extension. This coming season, he's got a $4 million cap hit. But next year, going into 2024, he would have a $10 million cap hit. So this is the year where you know if he can stay healthy, the Eagles will probably try to extend him again to lower that cap hit and stretch out the money. Because when they extended him four years ago, that's exactly what Howie Roseman did. He pushed everything into the back of the contracts like he likes to do, kicking the can down the road on those salary caps. But next year, not 23, but 24, Avante Maddox would count $10 million against the cap. He has to show and prove that he can stay healthy. And with this cornerback position, you got James Bradbury, you have Darius Slay, but who is your slot corner? It's got to be Avante Maddox if he can stay healthy. Last year when Maddox went out with injury, they moved Chauncey Gardner-Johnson down before he got hurt. You don't have that luxury this year. You don't have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. So can Keely Ringo? That's asking a lot of a fourth-round rookie, but could Keely Ringo step in if Maddox can't play? We're going to find out. But if Maddox can stay healthy, you expect him to be a pro bowler, maybe even an all-pro corner with how well he plays that slot position, but he's got to stay healthy. That nickel cornerback position is so important in the NFL. Avante Maddox has to stay healthy. But again, guys, if you're following on social, what do you think? What are your expectations for Avante Maddox? Do you like him? Do you think he's, do you agree with me? Do you think he's one of the best nickel corners in the NFL? Love to hear from you. Comment below if you're following along on social. And then the last player I want to talk about today, everybody knows him. He's hard to miss. Left tackle Jordan Maialata. Everybody knows his story, never played football before, gets drafted in the seventh round in 2018, was a rugby player his whole life. This guy is massive. He's 6'8", over 365 pounds. 
But what I find the craziest is he's still only 26 years old. He is very, very young. And you've seen him grow every single year with Jeff Stoutland, who's just a masterful coach, probably the best offensive line coach in the NFL, definitely the best offensive line coach the Eagles have ever had. You've seen Maialata's growth. In 2020, he started 10 games. In 21-14, last year 16. And you've seen him get better every single season. But I think this is the year he needs to make that big jump. This is the year you have to see Maialata become one of the best left tackles in the NFL. He certainly played well. He has certainly played well. He was a Pro Bowl alternate last year. But there's been a little bit of a lack of consistency from him. This is the year he's now been an NFL player for five years with Jeff Stoutland's tutorship. You got Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson telling him things and, you know, teaching him things. This is the year I expect Jordan Maialata to become one of the top left tackles in the NFL. Some would argue he's already there. I don't believe he is. I think we saw too many inconsistencies last year in both pass blocking and run blocking. But this is the year Jordan Maialata steps up to be a consistent left tackle who's one of the best in the NFL. But what do you guys think? What are your expectations for the big man, Jordan Maialata, who has an unbelievable voice, too? I don't know if you guys bought the Christmas album that him, Kelsey, and Lane Johnson did. But, man, Maialata can sing. He was on The Masked Singer. But just a, a great guy, great personality. I got a lot of hopes for him this year. Guys, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. Like I said, if you're not already following on social media, get over there. We're posting stuff every single day. We're going to keep the podcast coming every single week. We are almost there. It is close to training camp. The Eagles are going to finish up their OTAs in the next week or two. And then the next thing we'll be talking about is training camp before we know it. Thanks for listening, guys. And as always, Go Birds.